0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Backers together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, there's plenty of changes uh, in the VFL next year. A new name for the competition, uh, new coaches, but one thing that won't be changing is that Gary Ayres will be in charge of Port Melbourne, and next year will become just the fifth man in the competition to bring up 250 games as coach and Gary's been good enough to join us this morning. Gary, thanks for your time.
1: No worries, Jules. Hope you're well.
0: Going beautifully. It's a great day. 28 days uh, without a Corona case here in uh, Victoria. How's it all looking uh, in terms of Port Melbourne, in terms of getting your list together, getting the boys back training? Just exactly where are you at at the moment? Yeah,
1: we're progressing along reasonably well, Jules. We're trying to do as much as we possibly can in relation to getting our list sorted. Uh, Obviously we've gone through the situation where we've got to talk to players and of course, from a recruiting point of view, and whenever you talk to players and you tell them that who have been on your list that uh, things just haven't worked out, that's always a tough conversation to have, but I've always felt you have to be honest anyway. We're still waiting for a few more protocols to be ticked off for us to return to training. So we may be able to sort of get together on a, I guess, an optional basis, perhaps in a couple of weeks, and then that would take us up to Christmas. And then we're hoping that maybe around mid-January, possibly a little bit later, depending on when we get confirmation when the season will kick off, we've sort of, heard that it might be around mid to late April, but we're still unsure. So we are still just got to make sure we're ticking all the right boxes. But look, I've been pretty happy. There's been a lot of young gentlemen who have come off AFL lists who are keen to stay at the VFL level and try and play at the highest level they can or maybe get back into the AFL. So yeah, there's a little bit to do and getting my coaching staff all sorted. And yeah, just everyone is so, so keen, as you can imagine to get back into doing some sort of footy.
0: Yeah, you've obviously signed Fletcher Roberts, uh, the Western Bulldogs uh, premiership player. I was just going to ask you that. I mean, obviously there's uh, list sizes have shrunk in the AFL, so there's a lot of uh, ex-AFL players that uh, are looking for an opportunity. And by the sound of your last answer, there's there's a, certainly a couple that have expressed an interest uh, with Port Melbourne as well.
1: Yeah, that's right, Jules, and that's great for us. Look, we think we're a destination club and, I guess we've certainly had a lot of sustained success over the journey. We've made eleven out of the last twelve years of finals, and there's been four grand final appearances in that time, and seven prelims, and a couple of flags. And I think that says a fair bit about the environment, the culture, the people are the culture, as far as I'm concerned. And the guys like Fletcher Roberts, that's just a wonderful get for us. We identified some needs as well after we got beaten by Richmond in the 2019 prelim and that's really the the game I guess that you sit down even though it's been so long ago and you say look where can we improve so we, we got quite selective and Fletcher's an AFL Premiership player so he's going to add a lot of worth to us he's a big lad and he does hold down that key position very very well we're probably a little bit surprised that he's no longer at the dogs but that happens Paddy Kerr is a young key forward out of uh, Carlton. He was going to play in the Waffa with uh, St. Kevin's. but Of course, as we all know, no season got underway. So there is a bit of a connection there too with Paddy. His cousin is a, a champ of the footy club in Ryan Shooter-McMahon. So if you had said to me that we'd get a, a key back and a key forward, you'd certainly be pretty happy. And we've added a couple of others, a, a big-bodied midfielder by the name of Liam McKenna, who was on Essendon's uh, VFL list. So, yeah, we're slowly assembling the areas that we think we need to improve. And the other good thing is that the majority of our boys in 2019 have re-signed as well. So that gives us a lot of positivity that we are on the right track. And, again, we'll be pushing as hard as we always do, Jules, for um, hopefully another premiership.
0: So when you do uh, get the boys all back together, you've obviously got... uh some new rules to coach them, particularly around uh, these zones. It was a bit of a hot talking point last week. Heard Mark Williams was pretty disappointed there was no consultation with him. Uh, What was your reaction when you you heard the news that uh, this new rule in particular with the zones is going to be trialled in the competition next year?
1: It was probably one of interest, to be honest, Jules. You obviously see these things that are going to be potentially trialled and look, I'd be really, really keen to sit down with the powers that be and actually get them to explain to me what the reasoning is behind it. I certainly have no issue at all that the VFL can be used as a environment that could trial these things. Look, I'm a big believer in that if we can make our great game even better or greater, then I'm all for it. And we don't want to be jumping at shadows. We haven't seen anything at all to see how it would look. I'd be very, very keen to get our boys to obviously trial it, train for it at at training. And we've certainly got a few months to be able to put some things together. And I guess we wouldn't have done a lot of things throughout the course of history, Jules, if we sat back and said we don't want to change. So, look, I'm pretty keen to see how it looks. But as I said, I'd love to sit down with the powers that be and I guess just get the reasoning or the thinking or why they want to do it. And then you can obviously make a better assessment. And once we put it into training, well, then, hey, It could be one of the best things that you could see. But again, time will tell. And the VFL has used a couple of rules in the past. And I think the majority of those have actually worked out pretty well. And it puts a little bit more attention on the VFL than any publicity that we can get. And people are getting to be able to come through the gates and our crowds are bigger and there's a little bit more interest. That can only be good for what is no doubt going to be the biggest second tier competition outside the AFL.
0: Does the lack of consultation frustrate you, though? I mean, there's some great football brains in the VFL yourself. Mark Williams, I know Andy Collins, is, he's moved to Box Hill now, but there's so many good experienced people in the VFL in coaching ranks. Do you get annoyed that they don't they don't consult with you?
1: Oh, I don't get annoyed. I guess you're probably going to try and work out, well, there'd be that many people that would have to be consulted from a higher being, and, of course, I'm talking about the AFL in that regard and all the different and bodies, but... I think, by and large, in the changes this year, we at Port have been kept up to date. Yes, things haven't obviously come through as quickly as we would like, but, gee whiz, I think making decisions this year would have been extremely difficult. So I think from our point of view at Port Melbourne, by and large, we've been okay. Uh, I was told a little bit earlier that day that there was possibly going to be a new rule that would come in. and, And again, I'm just one that looks at the situation being half full, as in the old glass, rather than half empty. So, again, we do sometimes struggle a little bit for publicity and exposure. And if it, if this can bring something better to our VFL competition, then I think it can only be good.
0: Do you think the rule in itself and putting in zones is something not just for the VFL, but we need for the game? I mean, what's your overall take on the game at the moment? It's such a high-level high, high level debate whether the game's going well, does it need major surgery, a few tink, just a few things tinkered with what what's your view on on how footy's travelling at the moment
1: yeah i think it's just been something that needs to be tinkered with just a little bit obviously when we looked at the games this year there were as there always is there is some good games and there's not so good games it certainly went pretty quick with obviously the shortened quarters but we understand why that was going to be the case because we really needed the season to be played And again, there was a lot of times there, I guess, over the season that thought that wasn't going to happen. But you look at the night grand final, that's another example of trying these things. So I think the game's in not too bad a shape. Look, I love watching footy anyway, so maybe I'm a a little bit biased anyway. And our, our competition that we need is very much to be vibrant. It's got to have some sort of credibility. I'm obviously talking about the VFL here. And there's been a lot of change financially, as we've sort of touched on with the list sizes changing and salary caps being cut in half at VFL level and obviously the soft cap at AFL level. And of course, list changes there being a little bit small. So, again, I think the game's going along okay. What Gil McLaughlin did this year to get the game up and going with all the people that helped him was just nothing short of probably a miracle, really. There was that and obviously the NRL, as we know. So, no, I think it's going okay. And, again, I'm on about attacking footy. I like to see goals scored. And we don't want to be playing just a defensive, boring game, but it's just really a little bit like the old footy we did in the schoolyard, just kick the kick. So, again, happy to see it to have more goals scored. And I guess we're probably a little bit biased here too, Jules, because the era that I came from, there was a lot of high scoring and it was only really if you had those terrible games where the ground was muddy and wet and all that sort of stuff and there was no indoor stadium. So, yeah, no, I'm all for change and hoping if it does add a little bit more to scores. And funnily enough, back in 2011, we used to have a few little set plays that uh, the AFL was thinking about bringing into the VFL, especially the one from the kick-ins. We wouldn't put three players inside our forward 50 on the kick-ins, but we'd go with one or two. So maybe it gets back to uh, what's old is new again, mate. So um, <laughs> we end up winning the premiership that year. So who knows?
0: You're ahead of the game. So you're not You're not of the theory. I mean, there's been a few... Once those... It was announced last week that some of those rules would be trialled in the VFL. But, you know, some were suggesting it's it's making a bit of a mockery of the competition. It, it, it hurts the integrity of the competition. But you don't see it that way?
1: No, I don't, Jules. As I said, I would rather look at the positive side of it. And again... It's very interesting that people can jump at shadows and I think there is a little knee-jerk reaction and that's change whenever we talk about that word anyway or we see it. so And we, again, we've had no training sessions. We've not even looked at it from a playing point of view. I've got to get my head around how I can best utilise it. And as you find too, coaches and players are pretty adaptable. So, again, let's not get uh, too excited about it just yet. Let's sit down with the people, as I'm suggesting, see what their reasoning and thinking is behind it. Let's have a look at it from a training perspective and let's have a look at it from a game perspective and then we can really make a valued assessment from that point of view.
0: You were on Breakfast uh, a few weeks ago with uh, Gary and Tim and it was at the time when uh, you know there was a debate about who the North Melbourne, new North Melbourne coach will be and who they will speak to. Uh, did, did North Melbourne reach out to you at all?
1: No, they didn't. And I guess rightly or wrongly, I've probably felt over the journey that if there's an opportunity for people to see what your worth is in an industry and, and what you're doing, that they would make uh, the contact. So, no, I didn't have any conversations with them at all, Jules.
0: Did it surprise you they didn't reach out to you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not at all, mate been a lot of, I guess, opportunities over the time since I've been out of a, a full-time job in the AFL, and you get pretty used to it, mate, so no, nah, I didn't lose any sleep over it, put it that way. <laughs> Are
0: you feeling there's a shift, though? I mean, Chris Fagan, obviously now David Noble, uh, Brett Ratton was given another chance where there was a long time there where we didn't see many coaches that have uh, coached at a, one club getting a chance at another club. Is it, do you feel there's a shift, shift there with uh, some of these appointments?
1: Well, perhaps, uh, Brett Bratton, there was all that talk that he was obviously out of the game from a head coaching role a little bit too early with the job that he'd done at Carlton. And of course, he's then gone to Hawthorne and that would have been just an amazing experience to then work under Alistair Clarkson because we know how successful he's been. Chris Fagan has come in and done a wonderful job with the Brisbane Lions. And of course, they've played finals the last couple of years and they're obviously one, one final and would expect to be better again next year, as all clubs would be anyway. And, of course, then, end, yeah, now David Noble. So maybe there is a little bit of a shift. And, you know, age is only a number. It shouldn't be stamped on your CV that you can never get an opportunity. And, again, we would all very much feel, and I'm certainly an advocate for this, that you're a better coach for doing it the second time around, whether that would be a Michael Vice or or whoever. And again, I've been coaching for 26 years now and the coaching environment has changed enormously. And I think probably the one thing that has changed from a coaching point of view to a player is that you've got to be much more positive about how you work with the individuals that you've got available and the most valuable assets that you've got at a footy club, I've always believed, are your players. And I think positivity, the relationship building, and the communication that you use with the with the players. I think they're probably three things that, again, all good coaches tend to have. And uh, David Noble's probably been a little bit more global, as I call it, with working in administration and management, and also to coaching a bit earlier. So, yes, I'm sure North Melbourne think it's the right appointment.
0: I was going to ask you about that, just what you touched on there about uh, the relationship building. David Noble said on Monday with Bob and Andy that you're almost more of a manager now than you are a coach. Is Is that how you see it?
1: Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And again, at my level, we've only got the boys at a part-time situation. Maybe a couple of times a week that they might end up coming to the club. And then you've obviously got them on a weekend when we play. So the ability to understand, to really get to know them from a point of view of obviously we know that they're there as footballers, but they're also two people and the sacrifices that they make a lot of them in my situation they will train two nights a week and then they've got to work back because they have to make up the hours that they took off to get to or take off to get to training uh, some boys work uh, also two part time and then go to university so yeah they've got to be able to compartmentalize all the all the things that matter the most I think in their life and For me, families first and foremost, then obviously it's going to be your career, whether it's study or work. And then, of course, it's whatever sporting career you take. I think they're the three most important things. And if you can compartmentalise those and we as coaches understand those areas, then I think it works fairly well. And my role primarily is just to make sure that they've got clarity about what they do with their role from a match day point of view, be able to give them advice, be able to just be part of their lives for however long they're at a footy club. And I make myself available all the time. There's an open door policy at Port Melbourne. And I just see and have nothing better as a feeling that I've seen boys win premierships or play in finals or get drafted. And it just gives me so much joy. And I'm so proud of the boys that I've been able to coach for the last 13 years at Port Melbourne, Jules. It's a wonderful organisation uh what these boys have done consistently to have that sustained success they play against the heavyweights of the competition almost every second week but we truly believe we we can be winners and we can beat any opposition and yeah it's just been remarkable when you think about some of the things that have gone in relation to what the boys at port melbourne have achieved so yeah i think they're all pretty important and um I delegate my training to my coaches. And then that gives me even more time to spend with my players as well. And again, I believe if they're happy off the field, Jules, they'll be happy on
0: the field. Yeah, it's a great milestone for you next year as well, Gary. 250 games uh, in the competition. Sounds like you're building another exciting list at Port Melbourne in 2021. Have a fantastic Christmas. I'm sure we'll touch base uh, in the new year. And uh, obviously, uh, good luck when you get the boys finally back together.
1: Uh, good on you, Jules. Much appreciated, mate. And same to you and your family and stay well.
0: Thank you, Gary. Gary is the Port Melbourne coach. If you've got any thoughts on what Gary had to say there about the VFL, uh, the future of uh, senior coaching, uh, give us a call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 This is the captain's run.